Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, Isn't it interesting listening to some of these hosts, some of these national security experts and guests saying today and tonight what I said yesterday? I said yesterday, I'm glad this guy was taken out. Zwahari. But it demonstrates, <coughs> excuse me, cholera. But it demonstrates that Afghanistan is a terrorist state. And there's thousands and thousands of these terrorists now in Afghanistan, and they're given a safe haven. Thanks largely to Joe Biden and the way we left Afghanistan. Oh, Mark, Mark, come on. We've got a string of successes here for, for Joey. No, Al-Qaeda has been reconstituted since August in Afghanistan, where they were constituted in the first place and from which they attacked us on 9-11. And it was all thrown away. 20 years, how many lives, how many casualties? And Joe Biden handed that country back. Well, it's not like it belonged to us, excuse me. Nobody said it belonged to us. But the goal was to take out Al-Qaeda. He claimed victory. He left American citizens hostages. He left tens of thousands of allies hostages. The Taliban lied every step of the way about what's taking place to the women there and other people there. They are a, not just a haven for terrorists. The communist Chinese are mining their minerals, some of which are very exotic and rare and used for the types of uh, 
potential military technology and so forth. And you remember we left that massive air base there. So Swazari's death doesn't demonstrate how brilliant we are, although it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. It demonstrates we have another problem on our hands. And I also pointed out yesterday the news in the Jerusalem Post, which you've still not seen on cable TV or network TV, that Iran is starting up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of its centrifuges. Now, how much of that have you heard? Nothing. So Iran's going to have nuclear weapons by the end of this administration. China's definitely going to invade Taiwan, and they don't need Pelosi as an excuse. This has been a plan. This has been a plan, and it also demonstrates, like it or not, she is more testosterone than Joe Biden, than Austin, than Millie, and all of them put together. Yes, I despise her. But what she did here was the right thing. The right thing. Despite what the isolationists, the radical libertarians, and the Marxists in our country have to say about it. China's poised to attack Taiwan. And we are not poised to stop them. It's a huge problem. It's It's a problem we've seen coming for a long time now. China vowed to fight to the death. Now, they have moved their warships towards Taiwan. They have uh, many, many tanks that they are prepared to to send to the island. They have uh, fighter planes have been deployed. They don't need an excuse. This is what they planned all the time. And there's footage, if you want to see it, of exactly what they've been doing at the Sun. The Sun uh, publication, as a matter of fact. They show tanks parked in the city of Jamin in eastern China. Columns and columns of them. uh, Going through the streets, lined up. And uh, see what else. Now they're raging about Pelosi's visit. They're raging. Look, if it had been Mitch McConnell, they'd be raging about him too. It's good she didn't stand down. But I want to remind you. I want to remind you it was Biden who wanted her to stand down. It was the United States military who wanted her to stand down. And that message is not lost on the communist Chinese either. She landed in Taiwan, did uh, Pelosi, last night our time. Let's see, she's the highest profile elected official to visit Taiwan in 25 years. Why is that? Why the hell is that? Shouldn't be the case. She was on tour of Asia, and that was one of the countries she wanted to see. China considers self-ruled democratic Taiwan its territory, has vowed to one day seize the island by force if necessary. Look what they've done to little Hong Kong. 
Look what they've done. People enjoyed going to Hong Kong. Hong Kong was an incredibly productive state. I mean, unbelievable. A free state, a free people. You don't even hear about it anymore. You hear nothing. There's no news coming out of there. There's no information coming out of there. Nothing. Because it's now a prison colony. People are being deported from Hong Kong into mainland China and disappearing. You haven't heard that, have you? The government's been completely cleansed and taken over. There's an older gentleman there, a billionaire who was funding the Democracy Project. He was very outspoken. He owned one of the newspapers. They took him into custody. Nobody's heard from him since. Now that takes guts, doesn't it? Not the people who threaten our Supreme Court and not the John Leibowitzes and so forth. No, that takes guts. Moscow, of course, stood in solidarity with China. But more and more as this goes on, the, the supercons expose themselves. Yesterday, some of them were saying, look, we got to choose either Europe or China. We can't do both. We used to be able to do both. We used to be able to do more. So it's... It's come to that. So you don't even make decisions based on tra- strategic best interests of the United States. There's one or the other. That's the way it goes. Either Europe goes or Taiwan goes. That's the way it was as dumb as it gets, as dangerous as it gets. Then there were others yesterday. Having thrown Ukraine under the bus, they were ready to throw Taiwan under the bus. Ukraine, Taiwan, what's the difference? These are the people who are going to get the United States in World War III. These are the people who are giving aid and comfort to our enemies because they read what they put on social media. They listen to what they say on radio and TV. They read what they write, these apologists, or whatever they are. That's not mainstream. That's not traditional. And I have to keep here, we don't want these forever wars. Of course we don't. What does that have to do with this? We have major superpowers threatening the United States. How many men and women did we lose in Europe? Because of people like this. Even when Britain was under attack. Where is that any of our business? What is that any of our business? You don't want your kids to die in war. If you don't want your kids to die in war, then you embrace the Reagan policies. You know, it's a funny thing. Prior to the Japanese attacking us at Pearl Harbor, there was a big isolationist movement in this country, and it's happened from time to time. And it comes from so-called conservatives, but it also comes from the left. And it's a weird fusion. It's a weird collusion of alliances, if you will. But in the end, it comes from the view, it comes from the view that America is provocative. That we provoke these wars. That we want these wars. That federal contractors want these wars. That the neocons, the Jews, they want these wars. 
Especially if you're a super MAGA neocon and you really want these wars. Or they'll hold out as an excuse. The radical interventionists among us. The Lindsey Grahams. <coughs> excuse me, cholera. The Lindsey Grahams. Or before that, McCain and, and even Rubio at one point. We don't agree with that. That's not our position. So they have to misstate what you and I stand for, just like the left. And that we want your kids to be killed. They talk like the left because they embrace the left when it comes to this. Soleimani should have been taken out. He was. Thank you, President Trump. Baghdadi should have been taken out, head of ISIS. Thank you, President Trump. The Soviet Union should have fell. Thank you, President Reagan. And we can go on and on. But if the isolationists had had their way, the super cons, none of that would have happened. But they're the ones who will get us into a world war. Because the communist Chinese like nothing more than they hear these modern day Tokyo Roses. Go on and on. And cherry pick their generals and cherry pick their admirals and cherry pick their whatevers. It's just shocking. Did we learn nothing from World War One? Did we learn nothing from World War Two? Did we learn learn nothing about communism? Or the fascists who run Russia? Have we learned nothing about Islamo Nazis with nuclear weapons for God's sakes? There's a point at which it's too late to stop them. Or where we run out of options to stop them. But they always claim we're the provocateurs. Look, politics has played into their hands because Biden is a buffoon who has, through his weakness, through his appeasement, caused our enemies to think, if we don't act now, when the hell are we going to act? Look what they're doing to their own military. They don't have the numbers they need. They don't have the funding they need. They're pushing wokeism. <laughs> Remember those commercials, Join the Marines? Remember they showed all these strong guys and all the different things? Notice we don't see those anymore. Notice that, Mr. Producer? We don't see them anymore. When you watch the commercials on TV for our various services particularly the Army and the Marines, but especially the Marines. It's pathetic. The kind of men and women we need to join the armed services aren't joining. Because they don't want to be treated this way. They don't want to hear lectures about pronouns. Ever. Never. Now, China's the enemy. China is the enemy. They are prepared for war. We are not preparing. And it's not a choice between Ukraine or Taiwan or our border or Ukraine's border or our drilling versus Russia holding back. These are all excuses. These are all phony points. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan as well as as well as getting Osama bin Laden, and we did. August 20, 2021, almost the anniversary of the surrender debacle. The big media will be covering up for Joe and the surrender debacle. The big media doesn't even report about the missing citizens anymore. What's happened to women over there? In fact, nobody in the Democrat Party does. They keep demanding abortions, 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 abortions. Well, they say that's a woman's right. They don't speak up for women's rights in Afghanistan. They don't point to Joe Biden as the reason why all their rights have been obliterated. No, 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 of course not. Always the shiny objects and always bizarre shiny objects at that. It's very weird. They had this terrorist in their sights for months. They built models in the building he was in. Uh, he was out in the open in Kabul. And Joe says he didn't, you know, he didn't want to kill family members. He didn't want to kill citizens. And so I'm thinking to myself, you waited and you waited and you waited. Do you know how, quite frankly, irresponsible that was? You could have missed him the way Clinton missed Osama bin Laden early on. Remember that? They had models of the guy's house. I'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. Not only is Al-Qaeda back in Afghanistan, they are welcomed by the Taliban, their former buddies, remember? And they're back in full force. So the the death of uh, this mass murder terrorist is obviously a good thing. But that's why yesterday I spent more than an hour trying to provide some context to this. And they'll keep pointing to it, pointing to it, pointing to it. Meanwhile, as I said yesterday, the border's wide open. There's more and more terrorists who are going to want to come in here. And this president's not securing the border. And the way that we surrendered in Afghanistan, it made certain that this would happen. So here's Biden saying, what interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with Al-Qaeda gone? So Peter Ducey raises this question, which we raised yesterday, to John Kirby, a obviously a white dominant individual who has replaced an African-American female of the LGBTQAI uh, variety. And uh, nobody even mentions that except me. But let's continue. Ducey asks, cut to a go. John, something you just said is not consistent with what we were told last year. You're saying that you've always known there was a small number of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. President Biden said, what interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? Yeah, I mean, in a major way, al-Qaeda was not playing a... No, wait, let me, let me finish. They weren't playing a major role uh, in, in operations uh, or resourcing or planning in Afghanistan. But... Peter, I, I know we knew specific. they'd come back, genius. Everybody knew they'd come back. Everybody. I hope they're paying you enough to humiliate yourself, Kirby. Go ahead. Podium a year ago, and we talked about the fact that Al-Qaeda had a presence in Afghanistan, but small and not incredibly powerful or, or, uh, or potent. And I think, again, without getting into numbers, we would still assess that to, to be the case. So we know that the Taliban was harboring the world's most wanted terrorists. You guys gave a whole country to a bunch of people that are on the FBI most wanted list. What did you think was going to happen? I take issue with the premise that we gave a whole country to terrorist groups. I mean, again, I'd, 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 I'd encourage you to ask. The world's number one terrorist. How is that not giving a country to a, a terrorist sympathizing group, uh, if not giving them permission to have terrorists just... Well, sit on a balcony. The question, I mean, Peter, the way you asked that, it makes it sound like we owned Afghanistan a year ago. It Why don't change this question and stop playing semantical games? It's a very, very good question. Go ahead. Um, it was an independent sovereign state, and the president made a bold decision to end a war that had been going on for 20 years because he believed then... There's nothing and- bold about it. He was a coward the way he did it. Nothing bold about it. One of the dumbest moves ever. And by the way, Kirby, where's our American citizens? How come there's not a single reporter that asks this man that question? Where are the Americans, you jerk? Go ahead. 
issues now that our national security interests are best met by meeting the threats of today, not the threats of 2001. What? Then why'd you take the guy out? Just listen to how they tap dance. These verbal tap dances are terrible. This white dominant press secretary really is a turnoff. Brianna Keeler, she woke up. Cut three of CNN. Go. Jake Sullivan says we are communicating directly with the Taliban about their obligations not to allow Al Qaeda to use Afghanistan as a basis for plotting. What does that look like? What what is he saying? What is the White House saying? And what are the consequences of them not doing that? We have multiple channels to communicate with the Taliban, um, and we're using those channels. Uh, We've made it very clear. Let me give Uh, you a little PR advice, genius. When they're mowing the lawn or whatever the hell is going on, pick a different location to do a, a press event. Just a thought. Go ahead. This was a violation, not that we believe, not that we think. It was a violation of the Doha Agreement, which specifically says that it commits them to not allowing Afghanistan to be used as a safe haven. Oh, look at that. Afghanistan under the Taliban isn't complying with the agreement. There they were, all around a table. The Taliban leaders on one side, without their teeth, without their eyes, and there were the Americans, our people, who couldn't see and couldn't hear, apparently, sitting down with the Taliban and inking this agreement. What could go wrong? Like the Iran agreement. Like the agreement with Russia in 1994. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead. Pad for attacks against the United States uh, or other of our allies and partners. And clearly, because Mr. Zawahiri was not only there, but was actively encouraging his followers to plot and plan attacks against the American interest and the American homeland, that's a violation. We've made that very clear. You didn't answer her question. In fact, you proved her point. Jake Sullivan says we're communicating directly with the Taliban about their obligations not to allow al-Qaeda to use Afghanistan as a base for plotting. What does that look like? What is he saying? What is the White House saying? What are the consequences of them not doing that? Well, you know, the the bastards, they're all there. They're in Afghanistan. They're all armed up. It's not like they're maybe violating the deal. They are violating the deal. And we've made that very clear to them. We made it very clear to them. We sent them a note. And our deputy associate assistant director, deputy associate, made it clear to them under the Doha Accords that they're violating them. It's not if or when. It's a fact they are. Uh, Oh, you don't say as they go around slitting people's throats, executing people in horrendous ways. Raping women, raping little girls, taking them into marriage, making them cover up from head to toe, except, of course, when they're raping them, preventing them from going to school, making them hide in, the, in their homes in the darkest corners. Now, one damn women's rights group in this country has said, peep, nothing, not a word. They're all globalists, except when it comes to really taking on the bad guys. It's like LeBron James and the NBA and the rest of the sports. 
very strong men, very outspoken, iconic civil rights leaders comes to China. Hey, hey, we don't, we don't talk about China. They'll block our link. Can't make money up my sneakers anymore. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yes. It's very true. Now, all that said, Afghanistan now is a terrorist haven the way it was when we got hit. And we were able to take this guy out because he made himself known. He apparently was walking around. He was enjoying life there in Kabul. He was living, of course, in one of the wealthier parts of Kabul, where all the Kabulians apparently live. The Kabulians who were formerly Talibanians. And they're having a grand old time. And he was spotted months and months ago. Why would they build a model of his house? Because obviously they need to persuade Biden. Why else would they do it? Well, he wanted to avoid killing his family members. and Why? Who cares? I'm sorry. I would have said, get that son of a bitch no matter what it takes. Oh, no, no, you don't understand. So, uh, they have to build a model. They have to make sure that that the drone, some kind of switchblade thing, which sounds pretty cool, actually, chops you into a million pieces. Did you hear that, Mr. Producer? Ooh. Al Zawari is now sort of Al Salami. But anyway, so he needs a model built. Because he's very decisive as our president. Listen, I am a very humane man. Just because I left American citizens in Afghanistan, just because women are treated worse than dogs over there, just because we lost 13 military personnel over there and God knows how many others, I'm a man of humanity. And uh, therefore, we've got to wait and make sure we don't hurt a single family member. No. Remember when Reagan wanted to take out, uh, in Libya, Gaddafi? I guarantee he didn't say, take him out, but avoid killing any family member. Now, the French, of course, would not allow our, our jets to fly over French territory, because they're close with the Libyans, you know, used to be a colony. And uh, Thatcher allowed us to to use Britain and their airspace because she was fantastic. You want a a figure for women to follow? That's why they hate her. Anyway, and so he hit the compound we did that Gaddafi was in. Apparently, he was in another part of the compound, or he wasn't there. Nonetheless, I think one of his kids was killed. But Gaddafi immediately contacts the United States and says, I want to give up my nuclear program. Here it is. I'm going to stop doing X. I'm going to stop doing Y. And he wasn't much of a problem after that, quite frankly. Do you think Reagan would have pulled out of Afghanistan the way Biden did? There's no way Trump would have either. No way. Trump 
Reagan? No. Bush and Cheney, maybe so. I'll be right back. Mark in. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's another three hours or so of voting in Arizona. In, in other states, voting still going on, Missouri and so forth. But uh, I didn't get involved in Missouri. That was quite an S show, if you know what I mean. So I just... Nothing was grabbing me to to get involved in that. In the case of Arizona, I just hope uh, true conservatives will vote for Mark Brnovich, the attorney general there. He's not a squish. He's not a rhino. He's not a this. He's not a that. It's funny how people show up in Arizona. They've made a fortune in Silicon Valley. And then they go around and say they're with a the little guy. They're backed by a billionaire named Peter. I'm for the little guy. I'm for the working people. Who the hell is that guy? We've never seen him before. We never even heard him until six months ago. That's the problem with this Masters guy. I think his name's Blake Masters. I don't care who endorses whom. I give my I give you my opinion. I think Bernovich would be a strong general election candidate, and he'd be a strong senator. Look, I've been wrong before, but so has everybody else. You do the best you can. But I'm just looking at his record as Attorney General. Can somebody tell me Blake Masters' record as a whatever? No, you can't. So if you vote for him, you're just hoping. You're just hoping. And by the way, I do want to spend a little time tonight on what's going on in uh, Pennsylvania, because these are races that matter in these battlegrounds. And we have a great potential for losing a seat in Pennsylvania if Republicans and conservatives don't unite behind Dr. Oz. And I want to tell you about this guy, Fetterman, how bad this guy is. I don't have enough time this segment, but I I do want to get a, a foothold here. This guy, Fetterman, there's a site called isidewith.com. And it's Fetterman on the issues. Some of the stuff's basic, but you'll see he's a radical. And he supported Bernie Sanders in the Democrat primary. I just want people to hear this. And he's got millions and millions he's running on coming from dark money and outside money. And here's the thing. He had a stroke. And the stroke was so bad, he's not really physically campaigning and he refuses to debate us. I've dug into this now. 
He refuses to debate one-on-one, and he's not out there campaigning. And the concern is, it's like Biden, but worse, that he can't really function properly, unfortunately, because of the impact that stroke had. So he can remember a couple of one-liners, he can read the talking points, but when it actually comes to engaging and reasoning in a debate, in a battle, he can't do it anymore. And that's why they're hiding him. Do you believe this now? And of course, the media in Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia Inquirer, is a disaster. It makes the New York Times look like human events. So the questions, what is your stance on abortion, pro-choice? Of course, a better question would be, what is your stance on pro-partial birth abortion? And he's for it. Should the federal government require people to wear face masks in public during the COVID pandemic? Yes. Now, here's the problem. The federal government doesn't have the power to do that. Except on federal lands, federal office building. Those powers belong to the states. So here you have a man who wants to be a senator who wants to use the iron fist of totalitarianism coming from the federal government, the federal government, against the people. He doesn't care. Doesn't even give it a second thought. Do you support NFL players taking a knee in protest of racial injustice and police brutality? Yes. Should there be more restrictions on the current process of purchasing guns? Yes. Should employers be required to pay men and women the same salary for the same job? Yes. Now, see, I've never understood that. It's the same job. But if I'm on the job 20 years, and Ernie Grabotsky's on the job two years, why would I get paid the same amount if my experience is better? That's the problem you get into. I want you to, I want you to hear some of this. This guy's extraordinarily radical and left. The media are covering up for his physical and mental impairment. It's just a disaster. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. So these people want to get elected to the Senate to control your lives, ladies and gentlemen. John Fetterman is hiding out. They even praised him in a publication, praised him for the kind of campaign he's running online. And on social media, Mr. Petition, because he's not out there. Man had a stroke. He can't think in a certain way because his brain was affected by the stroke. He's okay online when he's being fed stuff and he can smile and he can talk. But if he's actually engaged in a debate, he can't handle it. This is what's going on in the Democrat Party and the Democrats 
in the country, in the state of Pennsylvania. It's really quite pathetic, and I'm going to expose this. Should the government increase environmental regulations to prevent climate change? Yes. Should the government raise the federal minimum wage? Yes. Should the government regulate the prices of life-saving drugs? Yes. Should health insurers be allowed to deny coverage to individuals who have a pre-existing condition? No. Should the President of the United States have the power to deploy military troops in order to stop protests? No. And I guess that would have been January 6th. Should transgender people be allowed to serve in the U.S. military? Yes. Listen to this. Should critical race theory be taught in K-12 education? Yes. The Democrat, Fetterman, running for the Senate in Pennsylvania. Should the federal government, the federal government institute a mandatory buyback of assault weapons? Yes. Start with voluntary before enforcing mandatory. But mandatory, yes. Let's see. Should the business be able to deny service to a customer if the request conflicts with the owner's religious beliefs? No. You know, the bakery case and so forth. Let's see. Should adults that are illegally attempting to cross the U.S. border be separated from their children? No. The question is, how do you know it's their children? Let's see. Should the federal government mandate that masks be worn by all people on public transportation? Yes. Should the government require employees of large businesses to be vaccinated from COVID? Yes. Now, again, he doesn't understand. The, the federal government can't do that. Doesn't have the power to do that and didn't do it. Except on federal properties and federal connected transportation. Let's see. Should teachers be allowed to carry guns at school? No. Should gender identity, gender identity be added to anti-discrimination laws? Yes. Gee, I can't see where that would be abused. Should people under the age of 18 years be able to receive gender transition treatments? Yes. But only puberty blockers and hormone therapy. And then we're now learning that Puberty blockers are quite dangerous. Should the federal government pay for the tuition of somebody to attend a four-year college or university? Yes. I'm just reading. Should the federal government require children to be vaccinated for preventable diseases? Yes. Federal government has no power to do that. States do that. Should the federal government require racial sensitivity training for employees? Yes, and also include, he writes, LGBTQ plus topics. Should transgender athletes be allowed to compete against athletes that differ from their assigned sex at birth? Gee, what a question. Yes. But only if their hormone equivalents, their levels are equivalent to those in the 
gender category in which they compete. You believe this, Grant? Do you support qualified immunity for police officers? No. An increase the personal liability. Should the redrawing of congressional districts be controlled by an independent nonpartisan commission? They never are because the Democrats take them over. Yes. Should health insurer providers be required to offer free birth control? Yes. Why is that expensive? You can't get it somewhere. Should funding for local police departments be redirected to social and community uh, based programs? Yes. Should religious gatherings be banned in order to combat the COVID-19 pandemic? Yes. Should businesses be required to provide paid leave for full-time employees during the birth of a child or sick family member? Yes. Let's see. Should the U.S. go to war with Iran? No. Should the military allow women to serve in combat? Yes. Should Confederate monuments and memorials be removed from public grounds? Yes. Let's see. Should immigrants be deported if they commit a serious crime? Yes, as long as it is safe for them to return to their country. What does that mean? Should the federal government increase funding of health care for low-income individuals, Medicaid? Yes. Should a photo ID be required to vote? No. Should hate speech be protected by the First Amendment? No. Do you support the death penalty? No. Should illegal immigrants have access to government-subsidized health care? Yes. Should police departments be allowed to use military-grade equipment? No. Should the U.S. build a wall along the southern border? No. Should sanctuary cities receive federal funding? Yes. Should Antifa be declared a domestic terrorist group? No. Should immigrants be required to learn English? No. Should the U.S. government have a mail-in ballot process for whole states and local, state, and federal elections? Yes. Should drilling be allowed in the Alaska Wildlife Refuge? No. And by the way, that refuge was put aside for drilling. Let's see. Should working illegal aliens be given temporary amnesty? Yes. Should local law enforcement be allowed to detain illegal immigrants for minor crimes and transfer them to federal immigration authorities? No. Should the U.S. increase restrictions on its current border security policy? No. Should the Electoral College be abolished? Yes. Let's see. Should the government hire private companies to run prisons? No. I'm continuing. Let's see. I've got to look at them. There's so many, and I just want to get to the ones I think that will interest you the most. 
Should the government give tax credits and subsidies to the wind power industry? Yes. Should victims of gun violence be allowed to sue firearm dealers and manufacturers? Yes. I have one. Should they be able to sue any government that fails to do its job? Hmm. Should universities provide trigger warnings and safe spaces for students? Yes. Do you support Obamacare? Yes. Should the U.S. continue to support Israel? We should give equal support to Israel and the Palestinians. That's what he says. Should the Supreme Court be reformed, quote-unquote, to include more seats and term limits? Yes. Let's see. Should private business have the right to ask customers for their vaccination status? Yes. Hmm. Let me keep going. Should it be illegal to join a boycott of Israel? No. Should the U.S. raise or lower the tax rate for corporations? Raise. Let's see. Uh, Should the U.S. increase or decrease the amount of temporary worker visas given to high-skilled immigrant workers? Increase. Do you support a basic universal income program? Yes. Should there be fewer or more restrictions on current welfare benefits? Fewer. Do you support a single-payer health care system? Yes. Should the government make cuts to public spending in order to reduce the national debt? No. Cut military spending. Should people be required to work in order to receive Medicaid? No. Should the government increase or decrease military spending? Decrease. Let's see. I'm just looking. Uh, Should terminally ill patients be allowed to end their lives via assisted suicide? Yes but only after a psychological examination to show they fully understand this choice. Should the government support a separation of church and state by removing references to God on money, federal buildings, and national monuments? Yes. But don't waste money on the existing references, he says. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let me keep going. Do you support limiting police unions' collective bargaining for cases involving misconduct? Yes. And eliminate collective bargaining for police unions, period. That's the man who wants to be senator from Pennsylvania, Fetterman. How do you like that? Uh... Should the U.S. expand offshore oil drilling? No. Should undocumented immigrants be offered in-state tuition uh, at uh, public colleges within their residing state? Yes. Let's continue. Should bakeries be required to make wedding cakes for gay couples? Yes. 
Should the government stop the uh, construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline? Yes. Should welfare recipients be tested for drugs? No. Let's continue. Uh, Let's see. Do you believe labor unions help the economy? Help, except, of course, if you're a cop. Should the government fund the World Health Organization, which is, you know, the communist Chinese control? Yes. Should cities open drug safe havens where people are addicted to illegal drugs, where they can use them under the supervision of medical professionals? Yes. So turn a nation into San Francisco. Should the U.S. withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement? No. Do you support the killing of Iranian Major General Qassam Soleimani? No. So there you can see the, the fusion of the Marxists and the, uh, the phony America Firsters. Do you support affirmative action programs? Yes. Do you support Common Core national standards? Yes. Do you support the use of hydraulic fracking? This is the new technology developed to make America energy independent. To extract oil and natural gas resources? No. Let's see here. And by the way, in that mansion, Schumer bill, the $80 billion that we mentioned for the IRS will go to hiring 87,000 auditors. And if you folks in West Virginia think that you're going to be immune, you have something coming. None of us, 87,000 auditors to be unleashed on the American people. Isn't that awful? Should the government be allowed to seize private property with reasonable compensation for public or civic use? Yes. Should disposable products such as plastic cups, plates, and cutlery that contains less than 50% of biodegradable material be banned? Yes. Hmm. Should convicted criminals have the right to vote? Yes. Let me just see. Should the government, the federal government, require business to pay salaried employees making up to $46,000 a year, time and a half for overtime? Yes. Wow. Should researchers be allowed to use animals in testing the safety of drugs, vaccines, medical devices, and cosmetics? Yes, but not cosmetics. Should the military fly drones over foreign countries to gain intelligence and kill suspected terrorists? No. Only to gather intelligence, not to kill suspected terrorists. So there you go. Fetterman, who's running for the Senate, the Democrat in Pennsylvania, would have opposed the killing of al-Zawari the way he was killed. How do you like that? Should there be more or less privatization of veterans' health care? Less. And he goes on and on and on. Uh, I'm just, this guy is so radical. Should drug traffickers receive the death penalty? No, I don't believe in the death penalty. It goes on and on. Now, why am I doing all this? I want to talk to you after the break. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer, one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network, for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and get one month free. I'll explain what I'm doing after the break. We don't have enough time, but listen to this. Fetterman, the Democrat running for the Senate, trying the Biden plan of running from the in the basement because the man had a severe stroke. He really won't go out in public. He won't debate his opponent, Dr. Oz. Should the United States transition to a four-day work week? Yes, you can see how he'll destroy our industries and how he wants to control the workplace. Should the government provide assistance to protesters in Iran? No. Let's see here. Should we lift trade and travel embargoes on Cuba? Yes. Hmm. Should the federal government fund universal preschool? Yes. Should the U.S. increase tariffs on imported products from China? No. Should the government offer students a voucher that they can use to attend private schools? This is school choice. No. He's bought and paid for by the National Education Association, the AFT. So you can see he's supporting all their communist agendas. All right, so you see he's a lunatic leftist, American Marxist, Bernie Sanders guy. Now, why did I mention all this? You're fond of minute. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company. And I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer one month free. One month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and get one month free. On the straight and narrow path, you have a guide. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's one thing to oppose a Romney or Liz Cheney or a Kingsinger if he were running because they relentlessly 
obsessively stab conservatives in the back. They are egomaniacal narcissists who demand kudos from the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes and the John Kennedy Foundation for this, that, and the other thing. That's not the case with Dr. Oz. I don't know Dr. Oz well. I've talked to him a few times because I wanted to know more. He's a genuinely decent man. And he's a conservative. Now, he may not be as conservative as I am. Or some of you. But he's really quite solid on big issues that matter to you and me. The economy, the border, critical race theory, and all the rest of it. Fetterman is an out-of-the-closet Marxist. And more than that, he's another guy that has cognitive issues. The media are promoting him in Pennsylvania. And if this guy's elected, he's going to vote for all these things that affect each and every one of us. That's why every one of these, effectively, is a national election. That's why I spend time on them. It's a national show. That's why I talk about Arizona. That's why I talk about Ohio. That's why I talk about... New York. That's why I talk about Pennsylvania. And there'll be other states we're going to talk about as these general elections come closer and closer for governors and so forth. Fetterman, who refuses to debate because he can't, refuses to publicly campaign in any sustained way because he can't, whose ideology is crackpot left, has three or four times the amount of money I looked earlier today as Dr. Oz. It's all pouring in from out of the state. It's all pouring in from out of the state. And so he's running commercial after commercial things like Oz is really a citizen of New Jersey. What's he doing in Pennsylvania? Stuff like that. Of course, they never complained about Hillary Clinton moving from Arkansas to New York. But Oz's roots are in Pennsylvania once his family moved here to the United States. So be it. But this guy, Fetterman, has nothing in common with the working class in Pennsylvania. Nothing. I don't care if you live in the suburbs where I lived, in the cities. I don't care if you're the central part of the state, the northwest part, the southwest part, the northeast if you work at an oil rig, if you drive a truck, if you work at a gas station or a diner, if you're a lawyer or a doctor or a plumber, Sky Fetterman is nuts. He's hardcore left. Can you imagine, if not the most radical left-wing senator, the one right after, right after Sanders will be elected from Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, where you have more Blue-collar workers per capita than any other state. Are you aware of this? More private union members than any other state? More pro-death penalty and pro-life people as a percentage of the population than virtually any other state? Pennsylvania's not, no offense, it's not Rhode Island. It's not California. These are people who, who came to this country, whose ancestors came to this country, or later would come to Pennsylvania with a whole different belief system. It's a melting pot. Heavy ethnicity. 
And so I bring this up because we have to unite behind the Republican nominee, just as his main opponent did, Dave McCormick. Dave McCormick spoke to me last week. He's supporting Oz because he's a class act, McCormick. I think he'll be back. I like him very much. But I like Oz, too. And I'm not a cheerleader for the RNC. Most of the people I have supported in these primaries have lost. I'm not ashamed of it. It's quite public. I have supported the most conservative person I can in these primaries. And if I can't figure out who it is based on all the bull crap going on, I don't get involved. I don't get involved. I will in the general, because all these Democrats are liars and radicals. Liars and radicals. They can't get elected if they really said what they believed, and they lie about it. This Fetterman won't run on his beliefs. That's why I spent time on it. And I'm going to go around the country with you, right here behind this microphone, and do it in a lot of your states. In a lot of your states. And so you got to unite behind Ott. The reason he doesn't, he's behind by seven to nine points is because the Republicans aren't rallying and the independents who lean center-right, they're not rallying either. They're either not sure what to do or they're backing this guy because they really don't know what he stands for. The guy's like 6'9", he's like Lurch. He's got tattoos, he thinks he's cool. He's trying to identify with the average. He's got nothing in common with the average person. Nothing. He is a radical kook who will kill small business in this country. Who stands for the teachers' unions, the same damn unions that have destroyed our classrooms, where people are desperately looking for alternatives. Not only does he stand for the teachers' unions, not only does he stand for their agenda in the classrooms, he doesn't support school choice for poor people or any people to get the hell out of these systems. He would force your children to be sexualized from kindergarten to third grade. Force them. He would force your children to be brainwashed in critical race theory. Louis Farrakhan theory. That's what it is. That's what it is. And he would force your children to be poor. Because this war on energy, he's a big participant in that. He believes it. No drilling. In other words, he's a nut. That's why he's hiding. Because of his substance. And because he's incapable of engaging in a debate. He's incapable of it. Not due to anything he did because he had a stroke. Now, rather than step aside and let the Democrats pick somebody else or however, write in somebody. He and the media are covering this up. They're covering it up. His incapacity. They're covering up his ideology on on top of that. And they're playing us, conservatives, as suckers. Because you had some hosts on TV and on radio. You know, Oz isn't one of us. Oz isn't that. And they don't even live in Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania. I just said Oz is probably not as conservative as I am. I don't know that, but I'm assuming it. There's a handful of senators and members of the House who are. 
and God bless him. We're talking about Pennsylvania, and you can get a solid conservative out of there. You had Rick Santorum. Toomey blew it at the end, but for most of his career, he's quite solid. Then he went kind of limp with gun control. and so, But anyway, I'm not here to special plead or attack. I'm just making a point. This doesn't have to be a radical Democrat win in Pennsylvania. I just want the country to wake up to this and the people of Pennsylvania to wake up to this. I know what I'm talking about. And as I said, we're going to talk about other states as well. When we return, the reason you need to be able to cross-examine witnesses and you need opposition at hearings, certainly in court, is because these witnesses aren't all they seem to be. And the press is incapable of doing its job. Remember Chris Wallace said that Cassidy Hutchison was brilliant? Remember when Mick Mulvaney, the useful idiot for the Dems, was used over and over again to say he would believe her? We've learned a lot about her testimony and the falsity of big, big chunks of it, including she got her first group of lawyers because she asked the Trump people to help her find lawyers because she couldn't afford any. Then she threw them under the bus. She claims to have heard something said by a Secret Service agent about Trump in the beast, the vehicle, where he tried to choke out the, the Secret Service driver. Not only does that turn out to be false, but it couldn't possibly have been heard by her because he apparently passed that on, not that, but the, the event of the driving, 14 months after she had left. And now there's more. And I want you to know about it when we return. I'll be right back. Lovin. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer, one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and get one month free. Well, I do have some breaking news here. From Just the News, Pennsylvania Supreme Court upholds states no excuses mail-in ballot law in blow to GOP. It's called Act 77. Seven members on the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, they're elected. Five are Democrats, two are Republicans. The vote was five to two. The lower court, the appellate court, had ruled that it was unconstitutional. Why? Because Act 77 that created this right to no excuses uh, mail-in ballot law violated the state constitution. They didn't amend the constitution the way you're supposed to amend the constitution. And the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania doesn't give a damn because there's five Democrats on there. Now, two quick points. Remember that piece I read to you last week 
one of these leftists writing the Atlantic said that the Republicans are wanting to take over our election system by leaving it to the state legislatures to determine the outcome of elections, which is what, of course, Article 2 in the federal Constitution says. And now look at this. Five Democrats on the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania have enshrined an unconstitutional law. And this is one of the cases that was brought to the U.S. Supreme Court and they rejected. This is one of the cases that Donald Trump talks about. And this is never mentioned by the legal analysts. This is how a rogue Supreme Court steals elections and violates their own constitution. You're supposed to hate the state legislatures, but no, this is what this court did. It's a rogue court. The five Democrats aren't even mine. They're radicals. So I thought it's important that you know that, that even though Pennsylvania, the Constitution wasn't changed properly, they have now said no excuses, mail-in ballot law shall be the law of the state in every corner of the state. In every corner of the state. It's unbelievable. I'm sure it'll be raised with the U.S. Supreme Court, but I have no confidence in that court doing what it's supposed to do with respect to these laws. Because it took a pass last time around when it should have fixed it. So, what happened here is the DNC and other Democrats, they bring lawsuits in states like Pennsylvania, or they contact their favorite Democrat radical left governor, like this guy Wolf, or this guy Fetterman, who wants to be a senator, or the Attorney General Shapiro, who wants to be the governor, to change the election laws to advantage them. We want more people to vote, and that's not what they want. They want to change the election so they can't lose. And so now the state Supreme Court is well. All of a sudden, they found the right for no excuse, no in-person voting. Act 77 is unconstitutional under Pennsylvania state law. Pennsylvania has one of the oldest constitutions in the country. It doesn't allow the changing of its laws, significant changes in election laws by statute. You have to amend the Constitution. The people have to participate. That's not what happened here. That's not what happened here. It's a Republican legislature that did this, too, as a result of COVID. They were trying to figure out how to get people to vote. Pressure was on, and they buckled. But that said, I don't care. And so you had this guy write the other day for The Atlantic saying, yeah, well, if the court rules that the state legislatures have power like this, then the Republicans will take over. But the Republicans passed an unconstitutional law, and the Democrats on the state Supreme Court upheld it even though other Republicans and other groups challenged it and tried to take it to the Supreme Court. Now, full disclosure, my brilliant, beautiful wife was one of the lawyers who had worked on this early on and did a hell of a job, along with all the rest of the lawyers working on it. They had all these big law firms against them, Mark Elias fighting them, all kinds of money. They had nothing. And they out-litigated them. But you can't out-litigate a court that's 5-2 to two Democrat and votes that way. 
So here's a perfect example today. It's a big case. That's why the North Carolina case going to the Supreme Court is so important, because every hack law professor, every hack host, every hack Democrat, every fraud and phony prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, this is what they want to happen. You will not find anything in federal Article 2 of the Constitution that authorizes that court to do what it did. It specifically says otherwise. And the state legislature is compelled to follow its constitution. But don't worry, when you have five left-wing kooks on a Supreme Court, this is what you get. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You know, we've invited Liz Cheney on this program multiple times. The last time Mr. Producer checked, he keeps track of all this stuff, was July 5th. Open your microphone. What was the response from Liz Cheney's office, Mr. Producer? They ignored me. They ignored you, which is typical of them, right? Right. It was sent to three people plus her press office. Her press office plus three people. They all ignored, which means Liz Cheney told them to because she didn't know what to say. And I want to open again this microphone to Liz Cheney to come on here and debate me. You're welcome to come on rather than hiding behind social media, hiding behind your mental gymnastics, hiding behind your committee, come out here. You're tough, right? You're all over TV. You're all over radio. I want to debate you. And so her friends, Mediate, which is another joke, they quote their friends in Media Matters. Because they've become poison, too. And somebody by the name of Kip Jones, I don't know if that's a male or female, transitioning or whatever. This was just sent to me during the course of this program. 7.16 p.m. Liz Cheney hits Mark Levin for saying Trump's fake electors plot wasn't criminal. It was illegal. None of this is ambiguous, says Liz. Representative Liz Cheney, Republican Wyoming, ripped into Fox News host Mark Levin on Twitter Tuesday after he said a plot to keep former President Donald Trump in power in 2020 was not criminal. 
this is how they write. They can't help it. They can't help it. They're stupid people who just grab for headlines. But I got to deal with this. Media Matters hit Levin with a piece Monday, which chronicled a commentary he delivered on Sunday's edition of Life, Liberty, and Levin. They didn't hit me with anything. Their headline was a joke. They just linked to my comments. The piece was headlined, Mark Levin passionately defends Trump's fake elector scheme. You might think it's weird, you might think it's unethical, but it's not a crime. Does that sound like I'm passionately defending it, Mr. Producer? Trying to explain how the Constitution works, but, you know, you can't help these people. On his show, Levin argued the scheme was political, not criminal. He said, that is not a crime either. You might not like it. You might not think it's you might think it's weird. You might think it's unethical, but it's not a crime. So to criminalize politics, to criminalize many of these things that have gone on in this country through its history. To completely misunderstand what the Electoral College is all about. Levin shared the reporting from Media Matters and lashed out at the media watchdog group. Uh, I said it wasn't criminal, a-holes. I didn't passionately defend it. I don't know how much Soros is paying you, dolts, but your association with him has ruined you clowns forever. Ah, Levin's tweet apparently inspired Cheney to get involved. This would be the coward who won't come on this program. In a trio of tweets, Levin directed at Levin. She invoked the scheme, the January 6th House Select Committee's hearings, and statements made by former Trump attorney John Eastman. What'd she say? The Eastman memos and fake elector scheme are indefensible. On the memos, Eastman took the opposite legal position a month before the election. He knew all nine justices would rule against him, and he admitted it was illegal in an Oval Office meeting and afterwards. White House lawyers said it was illegal, too. The fake electoral slates were obviously false and were transmitted to multiple federal officials for purposes of obstructing the electoral count. None of this is ambiguous. Watch the hearings and read the opinion of the federal judge who concluded that Eastman and Trump likely violated two criminal statutes. All right. Let me break this down. This is why they don't have opposition on this committee. What do I care what John Eastman wrote and said? What do I care if he thought it was legal, illegal, or something in between? I'm explaining to the American people how the Constitution works. Fake electors, real electors, state Supreme Courts interfering in order to make sure certain electors go, governors interfering, changing election laws. This stuff happens. It happens a lot. It doesn't make it criminal. And notice she doesn't cite the statute or any precedent. None. John Eastman doesn't tell me what to think or say. I have no idea what he said. I don't care. I don't care. That's number one. Number two, none of this is ambiguous, she says. What does that mean? They sent fake electors to federal officials. What happened on the floor of the House on January 6th with the joint meeting of Congress? Nothing. The fake electors didn't even get there. But they would have voted against them. That's how the system works. I'm sorry, Dizzy. It's not a crime. It's just not. She says Trump likely violated two criminal statutes. I don't know who died and made you judge. God forbid. 
But what does this mean, Trump likely violated two criminal statutes? What does that mean? She says, read the opinion of the federal judge who concluded that Eastman and Trump likely violated two criminal statutes. This is why Dizzy Lizzie won't come on the show. The federal judge is in the central district of California. He's a radical leftist. What he did was utterly unethical. The case is not before him on whether or not criminal statutes were violated, since no case has been presented to that in that regard. As I understand it, I'm doing this by memory, the case in front of that judge involves process, that is, <coughs> Eastman, and whether his writings are protected or not. This judge has heard no firsthand evidence of any kind involving anyone about anything. So what do you mean? Read the opinion of the federal judge who concluded that Eastman and Trump likely violated two criminal statutes. You got to be precise when you use language. But you're not. Politico's Kyle Cheney noted the connection between Eastman and Levin in March. Among the 600 emails Eastman is arguing to shield from the January 6th Select Committee are 12 that appear to be with Fox host Mark Levin, who he describes without naming as a dual-role attorney media figure. I have no idea, but I will say this. If there are 12 emails between Eastman and me, release them. Release them. I'm not objecting to it. Mr. Producer, have you heard me object to it? I'd love to know how they got them apart from what's in them. Nobody came to me. I didn't get a subpoena. I believe Eastman was fighting their release for some reason. How did they get my emails? I have no problem with what's in them. Where did they get them from? Oh, I'll find out. Just a matter of one election. I'm going to find out. Mark Levin's name appears on 12 emails with Eastman. Eastman's an old friend of mine. We don't always agree on things. He was on Life, Liberty, and Levin with me. So what? Liz Cheney was an old friend of mine. Now look at her. She's a mess. A disaster. I want nothing to do with her. What I ought to do is see my communications with her over the years. But release them. What do I care? All this drama. He's got emails. Oh, my God. With Deesman. Well, what do you think's in them? What do you think I'm advising them? And I get inquiries from people all the time, by the way. But that's beside the point. That's their effort to, you can't trust this guy. We don't know what's in those. Liz Cheney, I invite you to come on this program. Again, and again, and again. I'm going to take you on on this stuff, and more. Cassidy Hutchison's testimony, I want to discuss that. I want to discuss a lot of what you've done. I want to discuss something else. Inside Liz Cheney's coordinated effort to prevent troop deployment before January 6th. It's a piece in The Federalist. It's been in just the news. You know damn well the President of the United States can on his own order the National Guard to go anywhere. That he can authorize it, but it has to be requested by a state or local official. You know that well. Your father knows that well. Because 
They didn't send the National Guard into any domestic situation until they were asked. Your father didn't, with his, with his boss, I should say. That said, let's discuss that too. Because it's suggested in this piece, and I'll elaborate it more if we have a great guest, a friend of mine, Kurt Schlichter, coming on. As suggested in this piece, a Washington Post op-ed piece, Signed on January 3, 2021 by every living former defense secretary. And the suggestion in the piece is that you were behind it. All 10 living former defense secretaries involving the military in election disputes were crossing a dangerous territory, the headline read. It went on to threaten any military official who thought any use of the military might be a good idea. Civilian and military officials who direct or carry out such measures would be accountable, including potentially facing criminal penalties for the grave consequences of their actions. The op-ed was allegedly organized by you, Liz. Your father was Secretary of Defense under George H.W. Bush. Eric Edelman, a national security advisor to Dick Cheney, told the New Yorker the Wyoming lawmaker was the one who generated the piece for the Post. That's you. And now you adopted Trump's supposed inaction on the National Guard as your primary line of attack on Fox News Sunday. I want to discuss this with you, Liz. Come on the show. I want to discuss this with you. I want to discuss some history of elections with you. I want to discuss what the Democrats did in Pennsylvania. I want to discuss why you won't allow Nancy Pelosi or demand that she testify and collect her records to find out why she didn't ask for the National Guard, Liz. I want you on the show, Liz, please. And as for the a-holes at Mediaite and everywhere, oh, these 12 emails, release them. I don't care. Because when this committee is dead and over and the Republicans take over, I'm going to demand that they release those emails. And then I'm going to demand to find out how somebody got on my system, Mr. Producer, and got those emails. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, I've been meaning to have Kurt Schlichter on this program literally for years. Brilliant columnist, hilarious, very, very sharp. Has a great book, We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. Kurt, how are you, my friend? Well, I couldn't be happier, Mark, because your hold music is the theme to Patton. Yeah, damn right, baby. Oh, man, it just makes me want to, like, charge through Kazarine Pass and show them how to do it right. <laughs> but you served. Tell everybody. Oh, I did perfect attendance for a few years. I no, showed up. I washed that. trucks. I no, went to the well. Army War College, at, uh, which is the party war college. It's the Chico State of War Colleges. Yeah. I showed up, did my job, got to work with some great folks, man. If you're, ever, if you're ever down and depressed about the state of America, work with some of our young soldiers, and then you'll, uh, you're right. you'll have new faith. It's a great book. We'll be back, The Fall and Rise of America. Tell us about it. And tell us why you think we're going to rise again. You know, conservatives have this way of being depressed. They have this way of being <laughs> pessimistic. I think, I think it's partly because we understand that man is uh, broken and fallible, and we don't pretend to have an answer to make uh, some sort of new perfect man like our leftist friends. But you know, Mark, 
I think America remains a country with, like they say on those house shows, it has good bones. We've got the greatest uh, document in human history for governing ourselves, our Constitution. We have incredible people. We're seeing, uh, we saw pushback with Glenn Youngkin. We're seeing pushback with uh, people going and charging their school boards and saying, what the hell are you teaching my kids? Jimmy came home and said his name was Judy. That's not working for me. And the thing that's really getting me, the thing and, and you know, because you've met my beautiful uh, wife who was born in Cuba, uh, mm. Latinx Americans are coming over to the Republican <laughs> Party in droves. And these faith, family, and flag folks uh, are just it, it just destroying the Democrats because the Democrats thought they had this indentured serf class forever. And these great people are saying, hell no, I didn't come here to be a... Uh, to get scraps from your table. I came here to be free and to do the best I can. And that's, that's conservative Republicanism. Mm-hmm. These uh, columns you write, I'm going to ask you a question you're always asked, but I am curious with various columnists and so forth. Sometimes it can be a drag. Do you have a difficult time? Probably not with the subjects, but putting your thoughts together, getting it on paper under deadlines and so forth. You know, Mark, um, I get to sit and write stuff for money that people read. I am so thrilled that I have this job, which I've literally dreamed of since I was fourth grade, and my teacher sent something into the San Mateo Times uh, that they published. I just, uh, I, I love it. I love writing. I, I, I love writing books. I love writing columns. It's fun to me. I was a stand-up comic for a lot of years. If you look at my Twitter, if you read my columns, you'll see they're in joke structure, set up, mm-hmm. punch, tag. Of course, I'm also a trial lawyer. Uh, I, I have to be punchy for the judge. So I, I get to put that all together. I'm just, so, I'm just so damn lucky I get to do this because I love doing it. And you're in California, correct? I certainly am. Beautiful Los Angeles. Are you going to stay there? Part. Yeah. You know, they didn't teach me a retreat at Fort Benning. I've been here since I got here as a six-year-old. Uh, my dad was moving all over the place for uh, Procter & Gamble. He worked for Folgers, uh, made coffee, uh, got a lot of patents. We came out here. Ronald Reagan was governor. Yeah. I came to Cal- Even as a six-year-old from Kansas City, I, I was like, wow, California, I can do anything. And I was, I've been able to do anything. I, 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 I've did a law firm. I've got to try big cases. I've written books. I've been a stand-up. I got to have an Army career active in reserve. That's the California I love. That's the California we're going to get back. And we're not going to get back if everybody leaves. But sometimes I do feel pretty lonely out here. I think I'm diversity for most of the folks out here. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of the few uh, 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 religious, conservative, military guys that my friends know. So I'm like that one guy who checks three boxes for them. The book is We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. The Fall and Rise of America. Have we fallen as low as we're going to get? Uh, no, I think we're heading down. Uh, I think we're heading down more. Now, keep in mind, the left never has a bottom, right? If you look at, like, Venezuela, where they're actually eating the zebras, yeah. normal people who wanted to take care of their people and do a good job as a ruling elite would say, okay, we've made mistakes because they're eating our zebras. Uh, but that's not the goal of the left, as you well know. The goal of the left is their own power, prestige, and payoffs. Uh, and we, we still have a way to go. But I think we're going to turn around. But boy, it, it, I mean, we were at the top of the world back mm-hmm. in 1991. I was in Desert Storm. We had just 
annihilated uh, an enemy army in a hundred hours. It would have been, uh, you know, Hannibal, Caesar, Alexander the Great would have blushed at that military achievement. And we thought we were atop of the world diplomatically, culturally, economically, militarily. And we just stopped. You know, Francis Fukuyama and his la- uh, uh, The End of History and The Last Man. We thought it was done. But history's never done with us. The book is We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. Kirk, can I hold you over the break? Absolutely. Anything for you, Mark. We will be back with a great Kurt Schlichter. If you've read any of his columns, you know they're terrific. But read his book, We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. It's available on Amazon right now. Grab your copy. We'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. The only show with a warning label, The Liberals. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. All right, I'm posting my very public invitation for Liz Cheney to come on this program and debate me on the media story, as well as other issues I need to ask her. Uh, We've asked her before, and her office doesn't answer. Liz, stop hiding behind your committee. Stop hiding behind your moronic left-wing media. Come out in the open where everyone can see you and hear you. You have nothing to be afraid of. You're always right. You're always righteous. Don't worry. Come on the show. I'm sure you can beat my ass in a debate. So please come on the program. We'd love to have you. All right. Back to a patriot. Kurt Schlichter. The book is We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. I encourage you to get it at Amazon.com. What do you make of her, by the way, Kurt? Well, look, I think she has plenty of time to debate you because she's going to be unemployed soon. Yeah. And so is that little Renfield of hers, Kinzinger. Um, but, what, you know, they get on disgrace. there. They're tough. It's all choreographed. And, you know, they got the it's tough guy lawyers behind It's a show them. trial with no yeah, exactly. confrontation of witnesses, no ability to put in your – look, I, I know I, you and I are old You're a litigator. School. Yeah, we actually believe in this whole due process thing. Mm-hmm. We believe that the greatest engine for discovering truth is cross-examination and challenging evidence. That, because that's what we do, and we've seen it work. And, you know, when you get a jury up there, maybe they don't always go your way, but usually you know they worked hard because they take it really seriously because they're American citizens, they're, be, they're proud. And this was a disgrace, Mark. This was an embarrassment. This is a blot on the reputation of the Congress, which is like saying a blot on the reputation of a prostitute, but you get the point. 
It's a disaster. And this woman who pretends to love the flag and love the Constitution has figuratively spit on them. I, I'm, I'm ashamed of her. I, I'm absolutely ashamed she was and ever a Republican. And if there's so much in the right, what do they have to hide? What's the problem? Well, exactly. I don't go into court Prove afraid. Your case. Mm-hmm. I have a case. And, I, and, and maybe I win, maybe I lose, but I make the case, and I'm not embarrassed of it. But how can you be proud of a case when you won't even let someone else ask questions? When you parcel out the evidence and hide other evidence? When you hire a producer to stage manage it? disgraceful now we find out today thanks to just the news and a few others that this Cassidy Hutchison who was who was uh, uh, pronounced the uh, brilliant you know Mick Mulvaney says she's believable whatever she says apparently nine weeks she was on the Trump payroll after January 6th on the transition team including having gone to the lawyers asking Trump's people for lawyers in other words she didn't really think the way she said she thought of Trump under oath based on her actions. And again, you would point out, you know, if we had opposition on the committee, this would all be demonstrated, right? Well, actually, absolutely. Uh, Bias is a classic impeachment technique. And and it's important because bias is real. So instead of having uh, this you know, uh, uh, modern-day saint up on the stand, uh, you know, telling the truth, which, of course, is triple and quadruple hearsay, but we'll just put that aside, uh, you have a chance to point out, wait a minute, no, you've got biases, and your, your actions are inconsistent with what you're saying here. And that's important for everyone to know if you're trying to discover the truth. If you're trying to discover the truth, and, Mark, that's not what they're out to do. They're out to destroy Donald Trump, because they're terrified of what he represents. It's a good man. His book is We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. You're going to love it. He writes beautifully. He writes in a way that, that holds your attention. Here's what she puts on, uh, I guess it's Twitter, in response to my monologue on Sunday. The Eastman memos and fake elector scheme are indefensible. On the memos, Eastman took the opposite legal position a month before the election. He knew all nine justices would rule against him. And he admitted it was illegal in an Oval Office meeting and afterwards. And I said, what do I give a damn? I'm giving you my opinion of what is illegal and what is constitutional. Congress has the final say. This doesn't wind up in a prosecutor's office. A lot of stuff has gone on over the years in elections that aren't prosecutable. There's no crime here. Oh, my God, he disagrees. And then White House lawyers said it was illegal, too. The fake elector slates were obviously false and were transmitted to multiple fed. What do I care? In the end, what did Congress do? Kurt Schichter, they did not count them. That's the point. Yeah. Look, uh, if if bad legal takes were a felony, the the jails would be bursting at the seams with attorneys. Mm -hmm. In every case I've gone into. In every case you've gone into, the other side Mm -hmm. disagrees with you about the law and its application. That's why it's called an adversarial system. If Eastman's wrong, then you you challenge him and show why he's wrong. You don't try and throw him in jail. You don't have the cops go hassle him. Mm -hmm. You don't send men with guns to try and intimidate him. This is very dangerous. Kurt, she cites a federal judge in Central California. I forget his name. He's a real radical lefty. You'd know it if I told you. 
who has this Eastman case in front of him with respect to attorney-client privilege, with respect to his license and so forth. And he went out of his way to basically accuse Eastman and Trump of criminality, which is way out of line. I think his bar membership should be looked at. So she cites this judge as read the opinion of the judge who concluded Eastman and Trump likely violated two criminal statutes. What the hell? The judge says this. He's a problem. There's no case in front of the judge to draw any conclusions of that sort. Exactly, which is why our constitutional constitution doesn't allow for advisory opinions, because there's no controversy, which means no adversarial system, which means you don't have two sets of people, maybe more sets of people. I've had cases with 40 lawyers and 40 parties uh, uh, making their case and challenging the other people's case. How can you find the truth if the truth's already determined before you walk in? That's an exercise in Stalinism, not in justice. Do you know she went to law school? I hadn't known that. Well, she went to law school. Well, Probably look, slip and fall. Some of the lawyers I deal with, I'm not that yeah. shocked. Okay, talking to you on the this is the first time I've talked to a lawyer on the phone. I haven't wanted to throw it across the room <laughs> in weeks. Oh, in weeks. Very good. Well, folks, really, the book is great. We'll be back. The Fall and Rise of America. I want to encourage you to get your copy. Just go to Amazon.com, any major bookstore. But listening to this melodious voice just go to amazon.com you can order it you'll have it tomorrow Kurt you're a good man we've put it on our social sites take care of yourself brother and one day get the hell out of there (laughs) maybe maybe they'll drag me away but I wasn't trained to retreat thank you very much Mark I really appreciate it it's been a long time it's it's my pleasure it's long overdue take care of yourself he is a great guy he is a great guy I enjoy him very very much And, you know, bad me for not bringing him on earlier. All right, here we go. Uh, Harris Faulkner. She is a good... Oh, Hillsdale? I'll get to them in a minute. Harris Faulkner is terrific. Do I know her? No. She's been on the show to promote a book. I'm not in New York, so I can't sit in their chairs or whatever it is. Maybe they don't like... I don't know. But I think she's terrific. And she is Joe Manchin on Fox News. Listen to this. Cut eight. Go. I'm saying Americans, $400,000 and below now, are going to be taxed. Their That's taxes wrong. are going to go wrong. up. That's a lie. That is a pure, outright lie. So their taxes are not going to go up? Not at all. And you know one thing? How about the people that are going to be saving as far as on their Medicare? $288 billion who are paying okay. higher prices than they should. Aren't they? They didn't even assume that right. in the revaluation. They didn't talk about any of that. How so, about if gasoline prices go down because we're producing more oil to make more well, gasoline? Well, and those are going to fluctuate. Already Experts are saying we could go right back up before Labor Day, but I want to hit that that, that tax be line American, again of four hundred thousand. I, I got to hit what? that. Are you saying that Mitch McConnell and others in the Senate are wrong about those numbers and that Americans' taxes are not going to go up totally beyond wrong. that point? Totally, absolutely wrong. Totally wrong. And here's the All thing: right. they're looking well, at it through political lenses. Look at it through the American I'm lens. I'm just asking Look questions. At it. I'm, I'm just answering questions. Okay. I want to answer these questions because what, what you're asking and the facts you have are completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Cut nine. So let me ask you specifically what cuts inflation in this bill. 
Let me ask you this. How in the world could it be inflation when you're cutting? My Republican friends always said, we got to start paying down debt. I've been a budget hawk my whole life. We're paying down $300 billion. You're saying massive expenses? $3.5 trillion BBB is right. massive expenses. You asked me a direct oh, question, so I'm going to answer you. So how is it not a straight line? Because I'm not saying, and even Wharton isn't, Penn Wharton isn't saying that it won't eventually get there in a jagged line. But you know how it doesn't? Because we are cooking a higher rate of inflation right now ahead of wages. And even if everybody were to go out and get a job or two or three jobs right now, their wages can't keep up with what the cost of milk, bread, gas, so on well, and so forth. Don't you think we ought to get those costs down? How you do that? By uh, producing. You've got to produce your way out of this. You can't sit back and wait your way out so of it. So are you going to open pipelines? Absolutely. We're going to build pipelines. We're going to do more How drilling. are you going to sell We're, that to the president of the United States who on day one it's already been sold the and switch. bought? It's already been. It's part of the deal. It's part of the bill. All you have to do is read the bill, Harris, and you'll see. You're not going to be able to do any more offshore wind or offshore uh, or onshore uh, solar and wind unless we're absolutely doing more production with drilling and extraction. It's all part of a balanced approach. Cut 10. Go. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at the Penn Wharton budget model, which you, Senator, have been known to watch. It examined the details of the Schumer Mansion deal. And sure. And actually, it said something very different than you just said. It said that the impact on inflation, this is a quote, the impact on inflation is statistically indistinguishable from zero through 2031. Penn Wharton modelers are saying, we don't agree with those who think deficit reduction will lead in a straight line to lower inflation. But that's what the Democrats claim for their bill. So it can't, so both things can't be true. And, well, and this is something that they're studying. So are you wrong or are you not giving all, all of the hard truth to Americans about well, what this is going to cost them in terms say, of inflation? Let's say maybe they're wrong. Okay, there's other ones that you, say you, absolutely different than that. Moody's has said different. And you have the bipartisan budget policies. They've said, Maya McGinnis and her group came out. We had 17 Nobel laureates. Oh, last come year. on, 17 Nobel. Well, let me tell you something. This guy's a fraud. People of West Virginia, he buckled. He folded like a cheap tent. That's what he did. He thinks he got something for your state while he screws the rest of the country. He's no Bob Bird, by the way. Bob Bird knew how to do that with a smile on his face. This guy's a big spending Schumer Democrat, and he needs to be thrown out in 2024. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Cheney, I'd love you to come on the program. I can't subpoena you. Anything you say will not be punished by perjury or false statements. So you'll have none of those threats that you threaten other people with. Just come on the show. We'll have an old-fashioned debate. I've got a ton of questions to ask you about what you've been doing in this committee. A ton of questions, and I'm happy to discuss these constitutional issues, which you think are cut and dry. And um, I think it would be very worthwhile rather than these phony shows you go on and get all these kiss-ass questions. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, today is the day. Hello. Hello. Today is the day the Spanish language version of American Marxism is out. Now, people all over this country who are listening, 
many of whom speak more than one language, including Spanish. You have family members, you have friends, you have neighbors, colleagues, people in the hood. They need to read this, especially before November. Many of you folks, not just people who speak Spanish, many of you folks come out of backgrounds escaping Marxism and tyranny and so forth, Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, all kinds of countries. And even if you don't, the purpose of putting this in Spanish language is not to make money. It's in paperback. It's in paperback to make it as affordable as possible. And this wasn't an easy book to interpret into Spanish. So it took some time. And I want to thank Simon and & Schuster and my, my editors, associate publisher, for getting this done. Just in time. It's August 2nd. The election is three short months away. And let's get this into the hands of as many people as possible who are more fluent in Spanish than not to make sure they vote with us. You know, one of the things I've been involved in my entire life and career, including behind this microphone, the Reagan Revolution, the Tea Party Revolution, and this revolution. Liberty and tyranny and the Tea Party go hand in hand. American Marxism and the parents' movement and the rest of the movements in this country as well. It doesn't get the acknowledgement it deserves. This book came out in June. It married up with the parent movement and other movements in this country and made national headlines on critical race theory. We had great men and women working on it, but they weren't getting the attention they needed. On transgenderism and how that's been used in the classroom. People were working to fight that. But never before on a national level did that grab attention. Yes, it was parents looking over the shoulders of their children, but it was more than that. Day in and day out on the second biggest talk show in America. There's no disputing that, by the way. The second biggest talk show in America. The number one Fox show on the weekends. We nationalized these issues, and we've nationalized yet another revolution against the tyranny that's taking place in this country. So if you can, we'd love you to grab a copy of this and get it into the hands of people who speak primarily Spanish. I want to thank you all, all you patriotic Levinites out there. We had a tremendous uh, rating on our Sunday program, Life, Liberty, and Levin. And I told you, I'll keep doing it as long as you keep watching. You stop watching, I'm not going to do it. But I do enjoy it. Uh, we have one or two guests each show. I let them speak. I find them to be very interesting or I wouldn't invite them. That's our format. It's somewhat different as well as my opening statement. And uh, I can't thank you enough. Radio, Fox, Levin TV, American Marxism, you are great patriots. I want to salute all you heroes out there. And we'll see you tomorrow. God bless. God bless.